here's a message from Ken Lavica. Hello, friends. 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 The Masters is here. Coquel, hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. No, no, no. Stick around. Hang out with us. Cool. Yeah, we'll stay and hang around with you. Stream the show on the free ESPN app or on your Alexa, Google, or Siri smart speaker. Turn it up! Turn it up! Spin your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. Are you crying? Oh, my Lord. I am sorry, honey. Please don't. Could you get your daddy on the phone? Don't hang up, please. I- From the Anajar and the Bean Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVeca Live on ESPN 106.3. Welcome to your lunch hour on this Thursday, day one of the Masters on ESPN 106.3, the free ESPN app on your smart speaker. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Siri. Hey, Google Play. ESPN 106.3. We are in the ESPN West Palm and John Levine Action and Attorney Studios from the Phillips Point Towers, downtown West Palm, right off the majestic Intracoastal. I'm Ken Levick alongside Chris Coquel, want to talk to us? 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. And tweet at the show, will you? At ESPN West Palm. Ken LaVica Live presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. 21 years of grooming the sports executives of tomorrow coquel we have arrived it is day one of the masters and it's not just going to be golf today though there is going to be a lot of golf because damn it the masters is cool but we are scheduled to be joined by former fau head football coach ole miss headman lane kiffin if that happens we'll see but that's what the schedule says right like we we tried to double and triple check that this was going to happen yeah that's the plan okay Lane Kiffin, Len Kiffin, some kind of Kiffin. Well, the uh, the first feature guest on this show, we're attempting for it to be Lane Kiffin. He's scheduled to join us around 1230, so we'll uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed and hope that Coach makes his, uh, his 1230 date. Way to take uh, shots at our guest from yesterday, by the way. No, Sean Fairholm, was, that was a contribution of Global Golf Post, globalgolfpost.com. And by the way... And I knew that was his name, too. Honda Classic Live will be 9 a.m. on Saturday, the only golf radio show, Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. I host that. Sean Fairholm, our golf insider. We'll talk about the Masters. And we are here on Masters Thursday, a tradition unlike any other. We're going to have Masters leaderboard reports throughout the day and the weekend here on ESPN 106.3. Yeah, about that, Ken. I'm going to need you to do a bunch during the show because I'm kind of in charge of how many play. So if you could just do one now, that'd be great. So every time you hear this music, you need to do your Masters leaderboard. Is that right? All right, that's fine. Do you want me to do one right now? Yeah, you know, don't even be prepared. Just have it ready and go. Okay. Talk about the Masters. What it means to you. 
Well, the, the Masters is a lot of fun. There's a lot of tradition involved, and uh, I look forward to this day every year. And by the way, your early leaderboard from Augusta looks like this. Siwoo Kim is two under through nine. Corey Connors also two under, and then Michael Thompson at one under. That your very early Masters leaderboard brought to you by PNC Bank, South Florida Ford, Trustbridge Health, and Cleveland Clinic Florida. So that's good. Just throw out a, a couple of times in the show. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, cool. A couple times. Excellent, or excellent. More. Uh, I want to talk about the Masters because there is a lot of hype around it, uh, an awful lot of hype around it. And, I, again, I enjoy it, and I enjoy major golf as a whole. I host the only golf radio show in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. For the Masters, though, it elicits a different emotion in people, especially in this area. Palm Beach County, Treasure Coast, this is the capital of golf. This is where the who's who, the stars, the biggest names, the major winners all live. Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. Now, Coquel, you're more of a um, you're more of a, an outside golf fan. You're not going to sit down on a weekend to weekend basis and take in golf, but the Masters you can get up for. Why to you do you get up for the Masters though? What is it about the Masters that draws you in? Well, it's just one of the bigger tournaments, you know, the majors, but especially with the Masters being the one, you think of it almost like the Super Bowl of golf. It's the big event, the prestigious Masters. They wear the green jacket, right? Right? That, the that green is jacket the one. Action. That is the yeah. one, correct. And also, like, if it's a Sunday and I just don't want to deal with my family, I'm like, oh, the Masters are on, and I lay on my couch <laughs> and fall asleep. So you use it as a way to oh, uh, great uh, nap, great nap kids. programming. Uh, so I, I do want to ask at 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN, what exactly is it about the Masters that you're into? Is it the Azaleas, the beautiful flowers throughout the entire course? Oh, no one cares about the flowers. Well, I, I think that's untrue, though, because I do think that the Azaleas are one of the things that are referenced most when people think about the charm no, of Augusta National. No, that's people wanting to pretend like they're golf people and they're educated and they're smart and they're just a higher class of person they bring well, the azaleas or the pimento cheese which right. i've seen you tweet about 37 times look at me i'm ken and i know pimento cheese at the masters what is it about the masters is it the green jacket is it amen corner uh amen corner amen corner is it amen or amen I don't even know how that... Uh, the Champions Dinner, the Par 3 Contest in a regular year, the charm of the Par 3 Contest with the families out on the course. Uh, is it the honorary starters? Jack Nicholas, Gary Player, both, by the way, Palm Beach County Treasure Coast residents. Mm -hmm. uh, Lee Elder joined them this year, uh, honored as the first black man to ever play in the Masters. What is it about the Masters? I'm curious because... It feels significant. It feels big. It feels different. But why exactly? 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN. But you mentioned the pimento cheese. And I think this is an important discussion to have. Because yesterday, we discussed pimento cheese, the pimento cheese sandwich, as the equivalent of Thanksgiving turkey. You don't put a turkey in the oven Outside of Thanksgiving. You just don't. You can have it as lunch meat. Maybe you have sliced turkey at some meal throughout the course of the year. But you don't bake a full turkey in your oven unless it's Thanksgiving. The pimento cheese sandwich, I've never met anybody who's eaten it outside of the Masters. And I'll go a step further. Pimento cheese is disgusting. I'm a big cheese fan. 
cheddar, Swiss, American, even the stuff in the cellophane, even the individual cheeses, I'll eat that, that looks like you're eating rubber or plastic. I'm okay with that. Um, Gouda, it's a Gouda. Dad joke. Uh, I'm brick cheese. Brick cheese is great. Mozzarella cheese, outstanding. I'm a big cheese fan. I'm a cheese advocate, if you would. But pimento cheese, the texture, the mushiness, the fact that you just put it on white bread and there's your pimento cheese sandwich, and the fact that those are the prime master's food option, nothing syncs up with that. But there are so many golf fans in this area and so many obsessed Masters fans that swear by pimento cheese. What is the draw? Pimento cheese, good or disgusting? And do you actually eat it outside of the Masters? This I need to get to the bottom of. 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. Coquel, do you eat pimento cheese? I've never had, I don't know what pimento cheese is. It's like, brutal. What does it taste like? Uh, it's sort of a. I, I let me let me go through exactly what pimento cheese is because it's difficult. It's sort of like if cheese meant meant cottage cheese, but then you also had some additional tomatoey flavor to it. It's really or peppery flavor to it. It's really difficult to explain. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six eight 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 seven six zero ESPN. We have to have this pimento cheese discussion because I'll give you the azaleas and I'll give you the green jacket and I'll give you amen or amen corner, however you want to pronounce it. I'll give you the honorary starters. I'll give you the fact that Augusta National, by the way, has a gigantic fence around it specifically to keep animals out. In fact, in the last 67 years, it's reported that only one person has seen a deer on the grounds of Augusta National. That so many people that have gone to the Masters report seeing no squirrels or anything at Augusta National. I'll even give you that, because who wants animals in their yard? But pimento cheese, do you eat it? Do you like it? Do you eat it outside of the four days of the Masters? 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. Because I give pimento cheese a big fat thumbs down. And this is a guy who puts any variety of cheeses on Ritz crackers to make nachos just to make sure that I have the right cheese to crispy something ratio when it comes to making nachos. But again, only when the wife is out of town because that's ultimate bachelor nachos. Ritz crackers, nachos, cheese, it works. Just trust me on this. Joe is in Jupiter. Joe joins us here on ESPN 106.3. Joe, are you pro or con pimento cheese? I love pimento cheese. Why? What do you think about it? Get you some celery stalks, cut those things up, and dip the celery into it, and just eat it like dip all day long. That is it's fantastic. That is super weird. Do you eat pimento cheese outside of the Masters? Oh, I can eat it all year long. I, I don't even really, yeah, it doesn't matter. Whenever I buys it, because she likes it too, we kind of sometimes she has to buy two tubs because she doesn't want me dipping my, you know, my celery in the, you know, double dipping into hers. She's just picky that way. So, Joe, so we will definitely. Joe, I don't mean to offend you, but the fact that you and your wife sit down to tubs of pimento cheese and use it as a dip is like downright psycho behavior. I've never heard of anything like that. That is incredible. Well, you know, I'm a cow. I'm, I'm your, I'm your first. Certified listener from a couple of weeks. I don't know if you remember. I'm I'm the diehard cowboy fan. That uh, I was. Uh, Josh 
said you're one of the first certified list, uh, callers for your new show. So I don't know if you remember that, but <laughs> I got call in and. Joe, I'll, be, I'll be your biggest Cowboys fan for sure. All right, and you'll be my pimento cheese insider. Appreciate the call. 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. Coquel, my, um, my mother just texted me. Your dad and I love pimento cheese. You I had no idea. This? Never knew. I didn't even have pimento cheese in my life until I was in college, uh, and that's when I realized this just isn't for me. I wish we were one of the bigger shows on this station. Like, if Evan decided he wanted to try pimento cheese, everybody would be scurrying out to get it. Like, I would like to try pimento cheese by the time the show is over. Why don't we, tom- you know what we'll do tomorrow? I'll bring in a tub of pimento cheese. I think you can easily get it at Publix. They sell it there. And on air, you can tell me your impressions, your first taste of pimento cheese, and tell me what you think, okay? I like the idea of, I love dips, so I like the idea of melting the cheese and celery. I'm down for that. Well, it's not melted cheese. It comes in a tub. It's already... Joe from Jupiter just said he melts it with his wife. Do you no, listen no, no. to our callers? He does not melt it with his wife. He oh. sits down with his wife and he dips celery in the pimento cheese and eats it. I think he said he melted it. We'll check the audio. You can't melt pimento cheese. You can melt any cheese. Cheese melts. So it's t- called a cheese melt. <laughs> well, but you don't... <laughs> oh, you're driving me insane. Uh, so, pimento it's cheese. It's called a cheese melt, Ken. But not with pimento cheese. Cheese. Pimento cheese. Good. Masters Leaderboard Report here on ESPN 106.3. Again, we have to make sure that we get our partners the proper promotion here. Leaderboard update is brought to you by Cleveland Clinic, Florida. Also brought to you by Trustbridge Health, South Florida Ford, and PNC Bank. John Rahm, who is fresh off of his wife having a child, sits one under. Just one shot back of Si Woo Kim, who is two under. And atop the leaderboard, joining Siwoo Kim is Corey Connors. That, your Masters Leaderboard Report here on ESPN 106.3. Pimento cheese, good, bad, and do you eat it outside of the Masters? 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. Scheduled to be joined by Lane Kiffin, former FAU head football coach and current Ole Miss head man at 1230. He's Chris Coquel. I'm Ken Lavica. We're brought to you by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Ken Lavica Live, ESPN 106.3. Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken LaVica and Chris Coquel. There is one thing in sports that is more depressing than anything, and I'll tell you what that is in just a moment. Ken Levick alive. I am the aforementioned with Chris Coquel, ESPN 106.3, free ESPN app, and on your smart speaker, we'll be giving you Masters Board leaderboard reports throughout the weekend here on ESPN 106.3. By the way, just to give you context, Coquel, pimento cheese, which is referred to apparently as the caviar of the South. Ugh. Yeah. It is sharp cheddar cheese or processed cheese, mayonnaise or salad dressing, and pimento peppers. That is pimento cheese, okay? Well, I like cheddar cheese. I like mayonnaise. And I like, uh, what was the last thing? Peppers? Pimento peppers. peppers. I don't know what pimento peppers. I'm telling you. Are they hot? Spicy? Not really, but... It tastes like, a, I don't know, like a pepper, like a red pepper, like a green pepper, or something along those lines. I think this could be good. All I right. think I'm, I am a classy southern 
caviar eating guy. Like they said. <laughs> Have you ever had caviar? No, that that's is the a eggs, right? big hard no yeah, for no. me. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm good. But no, I will bring in pimento cheese tomorrow, and I want you to try because I firmly believe, other than uh, Joe and Jupiter, apparently, uh, very few people eat it outside of Masters Week, and people don't actually like it. They just eat it because it's a Masters tradition. Yeah, he told he called back during the break, told me I'm an idiot for uh, saying insinuating you could yeah. melt it. Right, that I'm going to melt it. Tomorrow. Very that it, no, that oh, is we will melt it. a horrific segment idea. Tune in, um, must listen. P- pimento cheese. I'm telling you, the texture is is going to be what gets you. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six eight eight eight. 760-ESPN, and Ken Levick Alive is brought to you by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. And uh, right now, there is an undergraduate free elective that the FAU MBA Sport Management Program is sponsoring. It's a course for undergrads. This is uh, a, a part of what they are trying to get to introduce you into the sports industry, the management of intercollegiate athletics uh on uh, June 26th through August 10th has courses fully online. It's a prerequisite into the intro to sports administration. It's going to be offered by instructor Brian Battle, who is a veteran college athletic executive with Florida Atlantic, Florida State, Georgetown, and UNC Greensboro. It's open to FAU undergraduates only. Restrictions do apply. Interested parties should contact their academic advisor. And to find out more, go to fau.edu slash sport. fau.edu slash MBA sport. Getting you your path into the sports industry. Uh, mock drafts. How do you feel about them, Coquel? Uh, because for me, I think it's just cheap clicks. I don't really think anybody actually knows anything outside of the first five picks. But you strike me as a sucker for mock drafts. Oh, I make my own every year. <laughs> do you really? Yeah. And who do you show them to? Who do you make them for? Uh, this year it'll be 2,801 person people on Twitter. Really? Yeah, so you, think, you got the four screens. So I, now, now with all those <laughs> things you can do yourself and you create them, I just pop, 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 so you, you make mock drafts. Yeah. And you honestly think people are looking at those and saying, oh, well, Chris Coquel predicted this. I'm confident this is going to happen. I don't care. You think you have that acumen? It. What is the draw for you and creating mock I, drafts? I just love the draft, so it's a chance to almost relive it, or I guess we're not reliving it, pre-live it? Is that a word? We're going to pre-live the draft and do it ourselves. So I can, <laughs> it's like having if the more mock drafts I make is the more drafts that happen in my world. Yeah. Uh, so me, from a personal level, I, I can't stand mock drafts. Why? It's pure clickbait. But as a sports talk radio host, I'm into mock drafts. They're great. Except when this happens. So Peter Schrager, the senior national writer for Fox Sports and also a contributor to Good Morning Football on the NFL Network, He tweeted this morning his top 10, his latest mock draft. The top 10, Trevor Lawrence, number one to Jacksonville. Okay, okay, good pick. Zach Wilson, BYU, going to your New York Jets. Poor Zach. Poor, poor Zach. He does have Mac Jones, three, to San Francisco. He has the Patriots trading into the top five at number four to take Justin Fields. I actually don't hate that. I don't know if Belichick will do it, but I do think it's a great move for the Patriots. Because think about Fields sitting a year behind Cam. I look forward to you in whatever your mock draft is when you put it out to the people that you believe actually care. You putting the Patriots at four, taking Justin Fields. You're one of those 2,801 people, (laughs) so you will see it. I'm not going to read it, though. As soon as I see it, that's a big fat block. Oh, you just wait till draft week, baby. Number five, the Bengals, Jamar Chase. But then at six, Mm. the sixth overall pick, the Dolphins, Peter Schrager, Fox Sports, Good morning, football on the NFL Network. 
has the Dolphins going with tackle Rashawn Slater. So not even Penny Sewell. Not even Penny Sewell. See, he's just but trying Rashawn to be smart. Slater. The, the, that's the and problem. That, that is where I can't stand mock drafts because that is the – and nothing against Peter Schrager. Oh, a lot of things against him. But I that, hate him now. that is pure, unadulterated, look-at-me mock draft behavior. And there is nothing more depressing, period, than looking at a mock draft when your team is in the top 10 and seeing your team selecting – an offensive lineman. I can't. I cannot think of another thing more depressing in sports. Even if my team loses in a close game, like something that actually happened on the field, or my team getting blown out, or my team having its season ended, there is nothing more depressing in sports than seeing my my NFL team top ten taking a tackle. I remember when I was covering the Dolphins 2008 and the Dolphins took Jake Long number one overall. Everybody knew it was going to happen. It's time for a Masters Leaderboard report here on ESPN 106.3. Siwoo Kim continues to lead the Masters at two under. Jupiter resident Brooks Kepka, even par through six. Dustin Johnson, the defending champion, through three. He also is at even par, as is Jupiter's Rory McIlroy. That is yet another look at your Masters Leaderboard here on ESPN 106.3, brought to you in part by Cleveland Clinic Florida. How many of these are we going to do? Oh, uh, let's just say we got to get a lot in. So just stay updated. The Masters are a great part of our community. We are a golf community, so be ready to do them again in like three minutes. Okay. Can we get back to what we were talking about with the mock draft? Yeah, selecting an offensive lineman. Yeah. Go ahead. So there's nothing more depressing or lackluster or uh, uninspiring than that. I remember the Dolphins taking Jake Long number one. This was a done deal for weeks leading up to the draft. And it's great, Jake Long, big, massive human being. What a talent out of Michigan for uh, a Dolphins franchise that then under the tutelage of Bill Parcells needed that cornerstone, a left tackle. Like You understand it, but it doesn't make you want to go buy tickets. It doesn't inspire you, per se. There is nothing more meh in sports, certainly the NFL, than a team that is predicted to take an offensive lineman with a top 10 pick. The Jets, the one year, took the Brickshaw Ferguson and, like that Nick, worked out and, Nick, good. and Nick Mangold. Both of them worked out great. It was actually a big reason why the Jets had a little mini run for the Jets, a run meeting. But it doesn't mean that at the time you need to be excited. Yeah. when it happened. Yeah. It is like if the Jets yeah. had kept Sam Darnold and take Penny Sewell, I'd be like, that's probably a really smart move. But I'd be like, you didn't take one of those flashy, fun guys that right. are out there? Well, this is part of the deal, too, is that I see this mock draft from Peter Schrager, and you're right, it's not Penny Sewell, it's Rashawn Slater. Like That that would be classic overthinking it. Like It's one thing for Peter Schrager to overthink it. It's another thing for Chris Greer to overthink it as well. And that, when I saw that this morning, it just sent me into a tailspin. You get that feeling in your gut, like sort of that brick, that, oh, please don't let that happen. And I'll say this, too. If the Dolphins, I don't care if it is Penny Sewell, if they take an offensive lineman, if they take a tackle with Jamar Chase still on the board, with Devontae Smith still on the board, with Kyle Pitts still on the board, they deserve everything Waddle. they get. Yeah, Waddle on the board. They deserve everything they get from a criticism standpoint. Like, I'm sorry. If you're the Dolphins and you were three, you traded for 12 to get more first-round draft picks, then you trade it back to six, and you go with a tackle after all of that, after all that buildup, after all that lead-up? Like, that's on you, Dolphins, for the blowback you're going to get from that. That would be a nightmare. 
Sewell's pretty good though. He's he's, he's so violent. I'm telling you, ten he's years so from now, violent the way he plays, he's athletic. Bro, but he's this huge. is what I'm saying. Like you've got to separate the two. Because yeah, ten years from now, you and I could be sitting here. <laughs> this show will not be on for ten years. <laughs> ten years. That's from now. hilarious. I'm not going to be alive. But ten years from now, we could say, oh, Penny Sewell is certainly going to be a Hall of Famer, Dolphins cornerstone. But at the time, I don't care when when April 29th comes, day one of the draft, and the Dolphins take Penny Sewell after all of that, number six overall, and God forbid if they take. Rashawn Slater, I'm going to jump on the air the next day and crush them. Crush them. Because Alright. We're apparently doing this again. Time now for a Masters Leaderboard Report brought to you by Trustbridge Health. Bruce Kepka at even par through six in the opening round of golf at Augusta National. This the first April version of the Masters since 2019. We have a new name at the top of the leaderboard. It's Kevin Kisner at two under. Kevin Kisner is your Masters leader. That Masters leaderboard report brought to you in part by Trustbridge Health. Man, you are really loading these up. You. Uh, I'm just trying to serve our fans and partners. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, there's your leaderboard report. Kevin Kisner at two under par is your new leader at the Masters leaderboard updates throughout the weekend here on ESPN 106.3. We are scheduled to be joined by Lane Kiffin in a couple of moments, former FAU head football coach, now the head man at Ole Miss, and we will continue to talk about the Masters and get your pimento cheese thoughts. Tomorrow, Chris Coquel will try pimento cheese on air for the first time. 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. He's Chris Coquel. I'm Ken Lavica, and I am live on ESPN 106.3. It's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken and Coquel. My life be like... Uh, yeah. My life be like... 12.30 Eastern Time here on ESPN 106.3. Free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, hey Siri, hey Google Play, ESPN 106.3. And... Uh, we are joined now by a man who I worked alongside for three seasons when he was head coach at Florida Atlantic, two Conference USA championships in his time at FAU and earned his way to the head coaching job at Ole Miss, the Rebels last year, 5-5 five and five in the truncated pandemic season and won the Outback Bowl over Indiana. He is the head football coach at Ole Miss. It is Lane Kiffin with us here on ESPN 106.3. And, uh, uh, Coach, I felt that it was only right for you to be the first feature guest on this show since you're the one who announced to the world that I was getting my own show. So thank you for taking the time. I appreciate it. You got to feel like I'm, I'm part of history here, you know. <laughs> As you should. Defining defining moments in the history of, of America. That's right. And in the pantheon of your career, of course. Uh, so thank you for, for spending a couple uh, couple of minutes with us. You're, how many days into spring practice are you uh, at Ole Miss? Uh, we just got off the field for practice number eight. Practice number When is the spring game? Uh, two weekends from now. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Now, uh, we've been talking Masters. Uh, I know, and you and I had a lot of discussions about this on your coaches' shows, I know that you're not the most um, avid TV watcher. Uh, do you watch the Masters at all? And do you even golf? Have you ever been golfing in your life? Um, our golf coach, Chris Moy, just came in here and was trying to actually, it's funny you just said that, insane because I did just move into a house 
here that is on a golf course. Oh. So I guess you're supposed to play golf when you do that. But no, I do not play golf. Um, and I'm like that non-golf fan that probably the only time I've ever watched golf was when Tiger Woods plays. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's a lot of people like that, though, where Tiger is the uh, the draw. Wait, so you live in a golf community now. Do you own a golf cart? Like, do you ride around your neighborhood in a golf cart? Um, well, we just got there, and uh, for the kids, I had I took a golf cart from the office here, like a recruiting golf cart. Since oh, okay. you can't nice. recruit during COVID, so right. I figured to put it to use, so they drove that <laughs> around the neighborhood. Uh, I like- probably need to get a real golf cart, actually. <laughs> Lane Kiffin, it's a status symbol there. Lane Kiffin with us here on ESPN 106.3. Again, Ole Miss head coach and uh, uh, former FAU head man. What do you do in Oxford? Like, what, what does Lane Kiffin do outside of, of football in Oxford, Mississippi? Uh, not much. <laughs> so, um, we, were, we had a football season. So that was, <laughs> so that was good. That. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, and then when we have breaks, uh, I go to Boca. So that's what I was going to ask you. So you still have the house, you still have the boat, you have all that stuff still. I do, yes. So um, I kind of figured that this was a way to coach in the SEC and, um, you know, at the highest level, and but still feel like you're also live in Boca at times, too. Right, right. That's one of the perks of being an SEC head coach. I think you're playing it right. Uh, again, Lane Kiffin with us here on ESPN 106.3. Again, Ole Miss last year, one of the most entertaining teams in the country, 5-5 five and five on the season, but beat Indiana in the Outback Bowl in Tampa. Uh, for how, how weird was, was last season? Because it's super exciting to get back to the SEC. You have your own program in the SEC, and then there's the pandemic. Did you even have any spring football? Like, that got totally wiped out, right? Yeah, we had none. Some people got a week or so, but we did not get any um, in strange year, you know, and all SEC games, and then, then all of a sudden, you know, our best player um, opts out, yeah. you know, um, you know, with the two games left, including the bowl game. So it was very strange. Uh, when it comes to what you have done in one season at Ole Miss, though, I feel like there are some expectations now. Like, people there love you, and they expect that there's going to be even more progress now, whether it's the clipboard tosses or the fact that the offense was irresistible. It was outstanding to watch, and we got a taste of that here with FAU, and you've been able to carry it into the SEC. You're a nightmare for opposing defenses. Um, This is going to be a year, though, when there's a good chance you're going to have jam-packed stadiums. It's going to feel like the real thing now. Uh, Is this program ready to take a leap into having expectations now? Well, I think think it will be harder. I think that and I think maybe you saw it in other sports, too. I think COVID kind of made everything just kind of off a little bit. And and I think it was kind of easier a lot of times for maybe underdog teams, um, you know, to have maybe better years and some teams that are traditional. Great teams maybe have off years like you saw in, in college basketball yeah. with some powers and stuff. And I just think that was part of, you know, people not having normal schedules and all that. So I think it'll be more difficult, and I think, you know, like I've told our guys, when you do what we did on offense, well, what does everybody do? You know, these are the best coaches in the world here um, in this conference, so they're going to watch Ole Miss all off season. So get ready. If you think you can just run the same plays, they're going to work. That, that don't happen here. Coach, the NFL draft is coming up, and Ryan Day has been everywhere defending Justin Fields and going speaking out about it. How much of a role is that for a head coach in college and a power program to kind of promote their players before the draft? Well, I think some, but I think the you know the NFL has 
you know, um, so many people researching and they get to spend so much time with it. It's not like there's rules like recruiting and stuff like that. So, you know, they usually dig pretty deep on their own. Link Kiffin with us here on ESPN 106.3. Again, three seasons as FAU's head coach, two Conference USA championships, rebuilt that program, and now trying to do the same uh, at Ole Miss. What you inherited at FAU, and obviously different levels of college football, but are, are there parallels to what you took over at FAU and what you took over at Ole Miss? Uh, I think there is, as far as two teams that have been down for a few years. Um, you know, uh, I think that I think FAU was was a little bit easier because I think that you know you were you were you know the con- you weren't as far as way necessarily you know because the conference you know I think came down a little bit you know I think like you know Western had had the great teams yeah. you know and so I think it wasn't quite as I think we hit a good time right there and it's still that way the conference seems down um, so. And we had one of the best players in the history of the conference, and Singletary coming back just from after his freshman year. So um, I think we hit that at the right time. This is a little more difficult because, you know, you don't have to go beat Western Kentucky <laughs> and Middle Tennessee. Right. You know, you got to go to Alabama and LSU and Auburn and A&M. So um, and that's just on your side, you know, with Mississippi State also So in Arkansas. You know, you and I spent a lot of time uh, discussing the future of FAU and the facilities, and that was part of your deal to try and sell the program. However long you were going to stay at Florida Atlantic, the Schmidt Family Center, and all of the, uh, the 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 different facilities, the upgrading facilities that were happening on FAU's campus, and then you left for Ole Miss, and uh, you weren't able to enjoy any of those upgrades. Have you been inside the new football facility at the Schmidt Center uh, on campus at all? Have you seen it? I've not seen it, you know, when it was all the way done. You know, it was close. You know, I'd go over. We weren't working in there. We actually think we're going the next week after, you know, it's gonna, we we're going to be allowed to go in there and work after it left. But, um, you know, that, that part does kind of stink, you know, because uh, – you know, they put in so much work into that. But, you know, it's, it's why it's the program, it's not the coach, you know. And so um, that should make it, you know, even easier. I, I've said this before. That That has, you know, got to be one of the top five group of five if, you know, arguably I think maybe the best because now that you have the facilities on top of it, you always had the great place to recruit to, you know, and, and it's easy to get kids to want to come live in Boca. Now you have the facilities to, to match to. Um you know, to, I mean, it's crazy. Nobody believes me. That weight room there is better than our weight room at Ole Miss in the SEC. Really? So, yes. Wow. That, that is significant. And uh, I do think about Wilson Love as well every time I see that weight room. Your strength and conditioning coach now at Ole Miss, who went a long way towards designing uh, FAU's new weight room. Uh, we're joined by Lane Kiffin here on ESPN 106.3. I'm Ken Levicka. It's Ken Levicka. Really, Coquel? We have to do this now? Our partners need a master's Hold on, report. Coach. We need a master's leaderboard report. It's brought to you by South Florida Ford. New leader Hideki Matsuyama at three under par at the Masters. John Rahm, two shots back at one under. That is your master's leaderboard report. Sorry, Coach. Uh, you understand. People pay us to do things like that, so uh, my apologies on that. Uh, I-, I do want to... Um, I do want to let you know that, yes, we miss you down here, but I think more people in Boca miss your father, Monty Kiffin, than you. How do you feel about that? That's usually the case. Um, <laughs> you know, he he just impacts people. 
Um, it, it's amazing, um, and he's been that way forever. And so it's it's just really cool. I kind of call him like a little coaching angel. You know, everywhere he goes, you know, he just kind of helps people and leaves his leaves his mark. Yeah, that that is a fact. And uh, he uh, he used to spend all road games in the uh, radio booth with us, and so that was definitely definitely a treat. We definitely miss uh, Monty an awful lot. I do want to ask you about. Uh, Tua, because I've spent a number of months down here on radio defending Tua, because I think there's this rush because he was inconsistent at times in maybe a season where coming off a major injury, he wasn't 100% right. And uh, there's this propensity to use the B word, bust with him, especially when Ryan Fitzpatrick would be entered late into fourth quarters for the Dolphins. Uh, But I think Tua is going to be a great quarterback, but you recruited him, you coached him. Is Tua going to be able to do this? Can he be a Pro Bowl quarterback for the Dolphins? And if so, why? What is it about Tua? Well, I think that I just did yesterday. That position is so difficult. Like, you can be a left guard, you know, or a right corner or whatever. Like, it doesn't really matter a whole lot. All right, the system around you, the culture that you come into. You know, quarterback is so much about system, culture, players, especially that are around you. You know, you can put the best quarterback in a bad, bad franchise, bad players, and it don't matter. So, and I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying in general. So, it's it's very difficult to evaluate that position. It's why there's so many times it's evaluated wrong, or so many people go to a second team and do great. You know, so um, I think that Tua has all the tools to be great and to be elite. So, it would surprise me if he's not. I. Uh, but again, you're talking about a first year which I don't know, but I assume they had the same type of COVID offseason issues and yeah. missing a bunch of time and stuff like that that they normally would have had. So, you know, that certainly doesn't help a, a rookie. No, definitely not, and especially one coming off of a torn-up leg uh, that for some people might have been career-ending. Um, Nick Saban, now that you're coaching against him, uh, you're, you're still teasing him and you're still tweeting about him. I love it. Fans love it. What's, what's the end game with that? Do you just want him to, at midfield, say something, acknowledge one of your tweets? What is Lane Kiffin's endgame with, with Nick Saban and, uh, and you teasing him a little bit? That's for the fans. I mean, the fans love it, you know, both sides and have fun with it and stuff. He, he doesn't, I, he's certainly not on Twitter, so <laughs> it's not because I think he's going to see it. Um, you know, that's, people think that and they really realize there's, there's no way he's going to see it. He is terrifying. Like, I can't imagine how I would feel if he came up to me and I thought he was going to address me. Uh, you know me. I'm extremely soft. For you, were there ever any times where you saw him and uh, you felt nervousness? Because you're the least nervous person I've ever met. Uh, you made fun of me for asking you before a Conference USA title game if you were nervous. Did he make you ever nervous at all, ever? Uh, I wouldn't say nervous. But that was interesting. You're saying you'd be nervous about him yelling at you, and I was just picturing that you guys are about the same height and yelling at you. <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah, I, I did not know he was about my height, but yeah, that um, a little Napoleon. Um, last year was fascinating, too, over the summer, because I saw you in a situation I never thought I'd see you in, and that was you kind of dipping your toe a little bit into the social realm the uh the political realm because after everything with black lives matter exploded over the summer there was the controversy over the mississippi state flag and you show up at the mississippi state capitol as that debate is taking place uh what was that like for you because i can't imagine it was overly comfortable for you no that's not really my wheelhouse um but it was just 
I didn't know about the background here and not spending time in Mississippi and then just seeing as you get here and then enlisting. You know, that was a very big time for listening, which is a lot of times what coaches don't do a lot, especially head coaches, because you're always talking. And so just listening, especially to players and their voices, and, um, you know, that that was an easy thing to back once you understood how, how people felt about it. If you were to win a national championship at Ole Miss, I mean, I would have to think that you could win a governor's race in the state. Would you ever entertain it? Do you think if you ran, you'd win for governor of Mississippi? If you win a national championship at at Ole Miss, you you'll you don't have to run for anything. You'll be elected, <laughs> no matter what it is. <laughs> I was gonna say you don't. But have no, to I would cam- have no. I would no have. I would have no interest in that. But yeah, you're right. You wouldn't have to campaign. You would just be named the governor of the uh, the state. I, I want to end with this, and thank you so much for uh, for hanging out with us again, Lane Kiffin, Ole Miss head football coach, formerly at uh, at FAU. Uh, Paul Feinbaum, a couple of weeks ago, you made him uncomfortable when you brought up the fact that he trash-talked you in your final days at USC. And you've let bygones be bygones, and he called you the Miley Cyrus of college football. Not a lot of talent, but uh, able to overcome that and get opportunities. You played Miley Cyrus at practice this morning, in fact, uh, there in Oxford, and I I saw you tweet about it. Uh, Now, you treat you tr- treat this extremely maturely. Is Paul Feinbaum really a friend of yours? Like you don't have to be friends with him. Are you are you just playing it up? Or are you truly friends with Paul Feinbaum? Because don't let him take advantage of you. I actually am, and as you know me, I would tell you if I wasn't. <laughs> um, I got to know him after after all that, um, and um, really enjoyed talking to him and, and spending time with him, and so. Um, you know, I just, um, and I think he's good at what he does. Well, he definitely knows how to draw attention. And it does seem like he, uh, he believes in what you're doing at Ole Miss, and that's good. If you do have him on your side, that's a, uh, a good thing. But, Coach, we, uh, we definitely miss you down here. We are really excited to see what you're doing at Ole Miss. Can't wait for this upcoming season. Thank you for hanging out with us this afternoon, and congrats on being a part of American history as the first future guest on this show. All right. We made history. Change the state flag and on your radio show. That's right. Lane Kiffin, thank you, Coach. Lane Kiffin, Ole Miss head coach. Take care. FAU head man, uh, former FAU head man again. Uh, Someone that... uh, that brought FAU to heights that we weren't really sure were possible. Two Conference USA championships and uh, now coming off of a bowl win at Ole Miss over Indiana in the Outback Bowl. I'm Ken Lavica alongside Chris Kokel. More Masters board reports, apparently. Kokel, did you really have to do that in the Lane interview? Did we really have to get a Masters leaderboard there? Why? Hideki Matsuyama still leads the Masters. This Masters leaderboard report brought to you in part by South Florida Ford. Ken Levick, I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the NHR and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Levicka. Ken Levick Alive. want to thank Lane Kiffin, Ole Miss head football coach, former FAU head man, for joining us here on Ken Levick Alive. And uh, tomorrow, this Masters Leaderboard Report is brought to you by PNC Bank. Again, I'm contractually obligated to every time I hear this song, apparently, give you a Masters Leaderboard Report. Brought to you by PNC Bank. Will Zelatoris at 3-under is your new leader 
as we continue to flip-flop the leaderboard at the Masters. Hideki Matsuyama also at the top of the leaderboard at three under par. Again, this, master board, this Masters leaderboard is brought to you in part by PNC Bank. All right, so Coquel, tomorrow, uh, pimento cheese. I'm bringing it in. You're going to give it a taste. I think you're going to be a bit taken aback by the texture of the pimento cheese. But you said you wanted to try it. We're going to do it. Uh, and uh, it's Masters tradition now. So you're going to be indoctrinated into the pimento cheese realm. We're doing it. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to bring it in, okay? I don't believe that you'll do either of those things. I'm doing I mean, it. I've known you for... I've known you a long time. Now. I know, too long. Way too I've long. known you since like 2007. You started covering me, asking me for interviews. Yeah, I know. But whatever. That whatever. was a dark like, moment gro- in my life. Groveling for stories. But you know, whatever. Now, now we're equals, or you're above me. Your name's on the show, but I get to do this. Really? Someone could have changed. Bro, Who knows? We have the done, Masters. It's, it's moving day. We have it's done. Not it's day. not moving day. What are you even talking about? It's like about? pre-boxing day. It's preparing to move. Box day. We have done so many of these things. This Masters Literal Report brought to you in part by Cleveland Clinic, Florida. Brooks Kepka has just made the turn. The Jupiter resident coming off of a knee injury at even par. Three shots off the lead. Bubba Watson, former Masters champ, also even par. Mike Weir. At even par, he, a former Masters champion as well, he is through three. Your Masters leaderboard brought to you in part by Cleveland Clinic, Florida. The heat in action tonight here on ESPN 106.3, 7.30 tip time, 7 o'clock coverage, start the heat, and the Lakers. So, of course, uh, no LeBron James tonight for the Lakers. He is uh, still recovering from his ankle injury. You know what's funny is... uh, the the AP preview for this game, Montrez Harrell and the LA Lakers <laughs> visit Bam Adebayo and the Miami Heat. Because, yeah, there's no AD. Not exactly, though, the preview that TNT wants for its national Montrez broadcast tonight. Harrell. Montrez Harrell and the LA Lakers visit Bam Adebayo and the Miami Heat. Not exactly the selling point that the suits at TNT are uh, are looking for. But that game will be here on ESPN 106.3. The Heat trying to bounce back from what was really a... Uh, a lackluster loss to the uh, Grizzlies on Tuesday night. Right now, the Heat currently sit in the sixth seed in the Eastern Conference. Uh, so tomorrow here on ESPN 106.3, once again, we are going to have the pimento cheese. Chris Coquel is going to try it for the very first time. Uh, I do want to get into some NFL draft stuff, and we do have some new information on Deshaun Watson as well. So we're going to get, dive into all of that tomorrow. Don't forget Josh Cohen has you 3 o'clock uh, here today on ESPN 106.3. Josh Cohen and the home team, and then Evan Cohen commercial free at 5. Coquel? Does that sound good? Coquel. All right, fine. This is what we'll do. I'll give you a break on it right now. You don't have to do it right now. Thank Keep you. Going. I appreciate that. Okay. Don't forget, anyone who missed the show, though, can find the podcast wherever podcasts are found. Right. Ken Levick of Live featuring Coquel. Don't forget to subscribe, rate it, and it's there for you at your disposal at your disposal at the conclusion of this show. So want to thank Lane Kiffin. And by the way, he came through. Like We weren't 100% sure this was going to happen, but Lane came through. And we really appreciate him and all the fine folks at Ole Miss for uh, for coming on. And it actually, um, I didn't realize he has not been. You've seen the new facilities at FAU, the football facilities, the Schmidt Family Center. I didn't realize he has not been in there. Like, he spent three years pumping that up and hasn't even stepped foot 
in that building. The fact yeah. that he said it's nicer than the Ole Miss facilities, they, well, that's something. He said the weight room, the FAU weight room is do better you, than what Ole Miss has. Do you think that's, one, he's so appreciative of what FAU did, but two, he's like, hey, Ole Miss, now I want an upgrade? I mean, you have to think that, right? Like, it, it, it's just sort of yeah, subtly throwing that out there for Ole Miss. Like, hey, upgrade the weight room. Like, look what they did for me. And how about Lane living large now on the golf community? That SEC money, man, that gives you great... And keeping the boathouse? Keeping the, the house, Yeah, the so you've boat. got the house in Boca with the boat, and now you've just moved into a golf community. Lane. In, in Oxford, Mississippi. Like, wow. that's the highlight. That That is the highlight. That's like the pimento cheese highlight. <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't even know what you're talking about. No, I'm not doing... No! End the show, Coquel!